What is going on, Legends? The King of the Couch podcast back in your ear holes for another week of the King of the Couch podcast. I am your hostess with the mostess, Aaron L. Thompson. How the fucking hell are you? Sitting here tonight, 2nd of August, 2021, 8.24 p.m. A little bit earlier, a little bit earlier start, frankly. Uh, I'm sitting here, I'm joined tonight by my favoriteest beer in the world, Cooper's Pale Ale. Let's just crack that. Oh, yep. Oh, yep, oh, yep, oh, yep, oh, yep, oh, yep. Mmm. We're back, baby. We are back in your ear holes for another week. Um, end of dry July. I'm back. It's wet August. No, look, we'll do a little We'll do a little uh, dry July wrap-up tonight. This is episode 103, I think. 103? I don't even know anymore. Um, 103. We'll go with 103. That seems like a good, a good number. 103. Um, but how are you all? You're all well. I hope you're all well. A um, few lockdowns happening in Australia at the moment. Queensland, they're getting their turn now. I'm a Queenslander, duh. So I'm, I fall into that category here on the Sunshine Coast. We haven't escaped it. So we'll, we'll probably talk a little bit about that. Um, got a little bit on, on tonight. We'll, we'll dive deep on the weekend. I'm just looking at what i got here. Dive deep on the weekend, a little dry July. A couple little uh, sad deaths this week. Uh, musicians, so we'll talk about that. Ah, man, lockdown, essential worker, that term, punchable offense. We're going to watch some good news stories on here. There's a lot of stuff. We've got some lockdown activities for you. A lot of shit. A lot of shit, frankly. Uh, all good shit. Some, look, a bit of funniness, a bit of seriousness, and uh, just good good fun, you know? Uh, that's what I like to do. So um, I'm glad. I'm glad you're da- um, down your ear holes for another week. But um, yeah, look, if you're not subscribed to the show, please subscribe. Uh, pay it forward. Share the shit out of this show on some social media platform. Someone might get a laugh or a kick out of it some way, shape, or form, so share away. But um, without further ado, let's get stuck into episode 103, my Friday night. Um, it was my second last night of dry July, so pardon me, I'd run out of um, non-alcoholic beers. I, I must have finished them up at about Wednesday or Thursday, I think, so I didn't want to buy any more. I thought the next time I buy alcohol will be actual legitimate alcohol, not non-alcoholic. I will say, though... Um, I, I'm a big fan of the non-alcoholic beer. Um, it's nice. The taste is nice. I really liked it, actually. And the fact that I liked it so much, I could drink it through the week and I never woke up groggy. So that was a big big win. Big win for me. So I was pretty stoked about that. But because of that, Friday was pretty low-key. There was no drinking. Uh, the Broncos were playing. Shout out Broncos. Had a wicked game and they won. I've got to be honest with you. I, I just wasn't really vibing on the game. I was, I was sort of... Not that I wasn't... I don't know, we're just in a weird mood, not in a bad mood or anything like that, I just couldn't concentrate, I, I don't know about you guys, but the phone is sitting right here next to me right now, like it always fucking is, it's glued to you in this day and age, but I was a little bit distracted, and it, I was sort of, the messages were going off my phone, I was sort of half playing a game on my phone, Beck was talking to me, and she was on her phone, I'm sort of trying to watch the footy, I wasn't drinking, so I wasn't like zoned in, sometimes when I'm having a beer, I'm in the footy, and I'm sort of in there, but Look, even though the Bronx were winning, I was like, I was just distracted. That's that's all I can say. I was just heavily distracted. Um, but yeah, shout out the Bronx. They won. They played good. But Beck and I were just chilling, chatting on the couch, having a good time. I don't even know. I think I had some Pepsi, actually. I think I bought some Pepsi. I was craving Pepsi Max. Uh, shout out Pepsi Max. I don't know what's in it, but it, fuck, it tastes good. 
And um, I said to Beck, look, just put a movie on, babe. Like, I'm, I'm happy. Put on a movie. Just got binge back because I watched Mr. In Between, which I told you about last week. Unreal show. Go and watch it. Had a few people hit me up saying, where can I watch this show? You sold it so well. And I'm like, fucking hell. You will not. You will honestly. You need to watch this show. Anyway, um, so I said, jump on a binge and see what's on binge. And she settled on a movie, and it was Kindergarten Cop. I haven't watched Kindergarten Cop in quite a long time. And I've got to be honest, it still it still stands the test of time. It's a great movie. Some just classic lines in that movie. It's not a tumor. Everybody knows that. But it's just like, even just the way Arnold Schwarzenegger pronounces the word ferret, it gets me every time. I was just I was like actually laughing through the whole movie. He was like, it's a ferret. It's a ferret. And the ferret didn't have a name, like he just referred to it as the ferret. Uh, it was really good, but I think he's, that, that's probably a French Arnold. But anyway, I just thought it was a great movie. It's cool, you know, the the little kids in it, they're so cute. Again, being a father now, like the last time I would have watched that movie, I wasn't a father. So like I was just watching it with a whole different like headspace going, my, my child's in daycare, you know, this is all relatable content, you know, I'm as... I'm as buff as Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, this is all relatable content, you know? So, um, very good to see that movie, but pretty low key, to be honest. I didn't, uh, I think after that, I just went to bed. I, I like, we'll, we'll wrap up Drive July, but yeah, Friday, that was it. Just a bit of footy, bit of food. I can't even remember what I had for dinner. Actually, no, it was steak. I had steak. Beck bought me a scotch fillet and I had steak. That was nice. Thank you, Becky. That was it. Kindergarten cop and then bedtime. Um, I had intended to wake up early on Saturday morning. I was uh, just about to finish another round of the flyers out. I've been mentioning I've been doing that. It's been really good. Um, shout out Dre for hooking me up with that because it's been good just to like, you know, have something to get me up in the morning, keep me accountable to do the cardio and I'm doing the flyers as well. So I'm getting paid. I'm actually looking at my cash right here. I've got my cash sitting on my desk. You can't see it, right? The camera's not going that way, but I've got like the monitor right in front of me and my cash sits under it so i can sort of remind myself that hey like you're getting paid dude it's like an affirmation it's like a universal thing so i just i'm all about the uh the benjamins in my life right now so that's what we're that's what we're doing um but yeah saturday pretty chill day i, I slept in a little bit we all slept in a little bit frankly and i've got to be honest i woke up i was a little bit I woke up in a little bit of a bad mood. I don't know why, just I did. You guys probably do it too, but sometimes you're just in a bad mood. You've got nothing to sort of like be moody about. Like we're pretty lucky people, you know what I mean? Like at this point we weren't in lockdown, like everything was good. The weather was fucking bang on. And I don't know, I just woke up on the wrong side of the bed like an absolute bitch. And I was just like, just in a shitty fucking mood, you know, no excuses. I just was being a real piece of shit. But I, I did snap out of it. We went down to Moffat uh, Beach, unreal. It was a great weather. Ran into uh, my old friend Timmy who runs Sugar Mum was down there. Uh, the ice cream store, I think I mentioned them a few times. Going to get them on the podcast in the next few weeks, maybe maybe the next one to two two months. Um, and yeah, run into him, had a bit of a play. It was just fun, you know, just a good day. Good to get out. That vitamin D, man. Fuck, it's mental. It means a lot. Um, went up to uh, Sugar Mama's, got another little coffee. I'm loving coffee at the moment. Hey, like, I mean, having like anywhere from like one, two, three, no, look, more than one. One's like just stand. That's nothing to write home about. But uh, generally two. Sometimes maybe like a third one, but like a cheeky sort of sugary one that my, my mum has uh, these like Nescafe vanilla latte things she leaves in the house. And um, I run out of coffee a couple of times. So I was like, oh, get a cheeky little vanilla latte in me full of sugar you know what i mean just like the massive sugar high i was looking for but it had that little taste of coffee so it was it was kind of cute you know i don't think the caffeine was that high in it but anyway because i wasn't drinking a lot i found that caffeine didn't affect me as much but 
We'll, we'll talk about that at some other point. Um, but we, we took our bill up. She knows now that Sugar Mum is the ice cream store. There. She's smart. She's like 200 bits. She's so fucking smart. We take her to the playground. She's cruising for five minutes. She sees Timmy, you know what I mean, the ice cream man. And she's just, I want an ice cream, Dad. Please can I get an ice cream? I'm like, I can't say no. Do you know what I mean? I know it's full of sugar and stuff like that. But I figure that like if a kid's going to have sugar, give it to them in the daytime. Like Let them just burn that shit off, you know? So, um, yeah, look. Saturday, that was what we did. Uh, my mum was coming up. She was meant to be looking after Arabella today. So it was just like, we're cruising along. I will say, we're down at Moffat Beach. No one's wearing the mask. Like, it's weird up here on the coast, you know what I mean? Everyone's got their opinions and stuff like that. You might go to, like, a shopping centre. Every, every man and his dog has got the fucking mask on. I've even succumbed to doing the check-ins now, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, look, I like these people. I'll do the check-ins. I'll do them a solid, you know? But... Um, in areas that like everyone's just chilling, not wearing it, like I'm the same. I don't really care, you know what I mean? So um, crucify me if you will. But yeah, when we go down to the beach, we don't wear the fucking mask. You're out there in the fresh air. I need it. It's mental health, all right? I need it. It's like exercise for Christ's sakes. So we're down there. Then we get the we get the text message from the, the mother-in-law. Oh, like we're going back into lockdown 4 p.m. today. It's like, what? It was just kind of, frankly, it was just sort of out of the blue. It was just like, um, is there even any fucking cases up here on the Sunshine Coast? Like, we keep extending this mask-wearing business and, like, there's nothing going on up here. You know what I mean? I can understand areas where maybe, like, shit's kicking off. But where I am, like, there might be a handful of cases, but there's probably a handful of people with a lot of different things going on. So I didn't really see the need in my uneducated opinion of it. But anyway, so poor mum, she's, like, halfway up. I've called her just to give her a heads up and, uh, you know, She's hung out for two or three hours and went home before the, the curfew, the lockdown, you know, the purge began. Um, that would be cool, actually, just thinking about that. I was thinking about that the other day, you know what I mean? This is like a lockdown, and it, it's, it kind of sounds like it would be badass or sinister, but it's just, it's not really. It's, 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 I'm, I, I don't mind, but lockdown, it is what it is, you know what I mean? I feel bad for people that have businesses and stuff, like I genuinely do. Um, and we'll talk about that later, because I've got some thoughts on that, because people are going mental at the moment. But, um, yeah, it is what it is. I forget where I was going with that, frankly. But um, yeah, I'm still talking about Saturday. We'll get into the important shit after. We're breaking down the weekend. But I went to Rebel Sport. I've got a, I've been sitting on this thing since fucking Christmas, I think, or my birthday in January. I've got a $60 Rebel Sport voucher, and I have no idea what to get when I go to Rebel Sport. I'm not much of like a like a men's activewear kind of guy. I never have been, frankly. I wear the Ruka shorts. I'm wearing them right now. It's it's nice and spicy in Queensland at the moment. It's it's the it's coming into the end of winter. We're literally just started the last month of winter. It's 19 degrees right now at 8:30 at night. It's it's beautiful. I'm sucking down an ice cold beer. I've got a t-shirt, my Ruka pants on. Very nice, thin men's activewear pants. Very good pants. That's probably as as sporty as I get on the attire. So every time I go into Rebel Sport, I have this great intention of like maybe getting some cool like activewear, and I walk around and I'm just like. Well, I'm not one of those pricks, eh? Like, that's not my jam. Like, I'm just not, I'm not that, I'm not built that way. I'm cut from a different, different cloth. And, um, yeah, so I'm like, well, maybe, you know, I've got the home gym happening now. I've got the gym flooring. I had all the intentions of just you know, smashing a home gym. And it wasn't until I actually went to Rebel Sport and I actually had a look at some of the price tags on, on gym equipment. And you think, fuck, it's a little bit exy, you know what I mean? Maybe it's just cheaper to join a gym because like when I was doing the calculations, you know, my $60 voucher didn't get me anywhere. I probably needed upwards of about $2,000 to get the kind of the gym that I wanted at home. And that was a real basic entry-level gym, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so needless to say, I went into Rebel. I didn't buy anything, tried on a couple of shirts, uh, didn't like them and just left in a huff. And I just couldn't find anything. It was like, 
you know, I'm thinking maybe I'll just save up for a pair of shoes or just contribute the $60. I wish sometimes you could get the money back from vouchers. It's not because I don't want to spend anything. I'm just, I just, and I'm sitting on $60 and it's, I've sat on it for like six months. I wish you could just go in there and be like, hey man, do you think I could just refund this and get 60 bucks cash just, just spend elsewhere or do other things with? I know that's not how vouchers work, but that's how I wish they work sometimes. Anyway, so did that. Wanted to go to the music store next door. Beck was busting for a wee-wee. She wouldn't use the bloody public toilet junkie hangout across the road. I was like, this is fine, you know what I mean? Macca's is a minute away. She wouldn't use that either. So we just come home. In a half, I was like, whatever, whatever. I don't want to fucking do anything my Saturday anyway. Still sort of, I'll be honest, I was still succumbing to the, to the mood that I was in. Quickly was trying to shake it off, but I'm about three hours in at this point. Anyway, so my mum came up, was all good, sort of shook it off by then. We went got a hot chook from the shops. Um, no panic buying in this ha- household. That's a real punchable offence. I've probably mentioned that before. The only time I condoned panic buying was when I was doing my King of the Couch pre-sale. Um, and yeah, that was the only okay time to panic buy. But these idiots that panic buy toilet paper and every bit of food under the sun for a four-day lockdown... You're either fat or fucking retarded, seriously. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous, you know? But anyway, um, yeah. So my mum was up for a bit, and then the poor thing had to go home, which is fine. So she's doing the lockdown thing. Saturday night rolled around. I'll be honest, I'll be honest with you. I'm, as I take another sip of this brew la la, I'll, I'll tell you a little story about Saturday night. All right. The story goes like this I cracked a fucking day early from July. July. Um, something about the announcement, the announcement of the lockdown, it sort of just, it was almost like I got a bit of a hall pass. I'm thinking, we've already done 30 days. What's one more day? You know what I mean? Like 31 is like a long month, really. So I'm going, "Mm, nah, you know what I mean? Went down to the bottle low, bought a six pack of Coopers and two bottles of sparkling rosé. And, uh... Yeah, look, I'll be honest, cracked under pressure on Saturday night because I wanted to. Caught up with a mate on Saturday afternoon. Um, I'll, I'll just, if the media and the government are listening, yeah, it was well before the 4 p.m. lockdown. Uh, but he had some news, you know what I mean? He, I won't mention on here, it's his news, but he had some news, so we, we did a little uh, little cheers, and that was nice. Um, came home, and I thought I'd fucking done it because I thought Beck was pissed. She was like, oh, you didn't even wait for me to have your first drink with me. Don't you hate that? Like, it's this unwritten rule that you've got to have that drink with your partner and they don't say it. But I'm like, if you felt that way, wouldn't you fucking let me know? Know me full well that I told you I was probably going to have a beer with uh, with Timmy on the way home. You know, I'd already succumbed to the idea. I was like, I'm having a beer today. I don't give a shit. I'm just doing it. That's the kind of that's the kind of re- rebel I am. So, yeah, I, um, I cracked, had a beer. Had another one or two beers. I've got to be honest, that, yeah, we'll talk about it in the dry July a bit, but I, I wasn't really vibing on the beers. I love Coopers. I wasn't really vibing on the beers. What I was vibing on was the sparkling ale, massively, just hitting it, loving it. Um, yeah, unreal, so good. Hanging out with Becky, no no movies Saturday night, just some fucking music and just chilling, having a good time. We put on Darius Rucker, Wagon Wheel. For like two months, she's been trying to work out what this song is. And then there's these lines that she sings from the song, but it wasn't the main the main, you know, rock me like a wagon wheel bit. And, uh, yeah, then she fin- we finally worked it out. That's what I'm going to do. We finally worked it out. Halfway through the song, I'm listening to him. I'm looking at this guy. I'm looking at this guy going, Darius Rucker, Darius Rucker. And I'm like, motherfucking Hootie and the Blowfish. It only occurred to me that Darius Rucker was the singer of Hootie and the Blowfish. Let her cry. And I do, 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 let her sing. You know, that song. Seriously, I'm not making fun of that song. I just can't sing like like Darius Rucker, but it's a really good song. Hootie and the Blowfish are underrated. I don't know any other Hootie and the Blowfish songs. 
I just love saying Hootie and the Blowfish, frankly. Like, Hootie and the Blowfish is a, probably one of my favorite band names. Um, and I'm going to go look up some more Hootie and the Blowfish probably tonight when I go to bed. I'm going to put Let Her Cry on. And I'm just going to weep into my pillow with excitement from listening to Hootie, a.k.a. Darius Rucker and the Blowfish. Oh, God, Hootie and the Blowfish, let her cry. So good. Um, but that was us on Saturday night, just having a good one. And, uh, yeah, that takes us into Sunday morning. I'll be honest, I was a little bit nervous to think I was going to wake up with a hangover, but I actually was pretty good on Sunday. Maybe my body just needed that break, but it was like pretty good. I will say, though, you never wake up 100% fresh. You know, I, I sent it fairly heavily on Saturday evening, but... I I wasn't hungover, but I was not like, I didn't like backflip out of the bed like I had been doing like previous mornings. So Sunday was like pretty chill. Beck, Beck's a classic, hey, like she comes along and she just, she puts on like the full mother tone. Like she's just, I don't know if any other guys out there, if their if they're missus does it, but as soon as I try to sleep in, Beck's like, what, you did this to yourself, blah, 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 you better get up, you better fucking smash your day, you better seize the day, all that sort of stuff, carpe diem, get up. And I'm like, Ugh, like, let me fucking live, woman. But, yeah, she means well. And she's the kind of girl that, like, when she sees, like, a free bit of space, generally speaking, or Sunday, the Sabbath, you know what I mean? Don't lift a finger. She's like, oh, free day. Let's fucking fill it up with shit. So, naturally, she's like, I asked my mum to bring out the mower the day before. You know, when I've gone out, she's mowed the back. She fully comes in, just tries to emasculate me by doing that. Oh, I don't really like manual labor like that. But I come home, I'm like, What's, oh, the grass looks a bit... And she's like, yeah, I mowed it. And I'm like wow, independent woman, Beyonce, you know what I mean? Like, she just fucking has that over me, you know? She's very independent like that, I will say. It's very, very cool to see. So I had to sort of get out the next day and do the front yard. I will say I only did, like, the full pass. She did the majority of it. She needed a break. Then I washed the car, though. We washed the car. That was good. Got a nice bit of sun. You can't tell, but my nose is a little bit burnt on this. It's a little bit red. This lighting's not doing me much justice, but it's a little bit red. And, uh, yeah, we, we did that, and um, that was pretty much Sunday. You know, I went and got, I'll be honest, went and got a couple more bottles of sparkling ale because, like, once you've, once you've cracked two the night before, you probably should crack two that day. It's just, it's an old saying. You probably haven't heard it before, but all the best thing comes in pairs of twos. I, you know, it's just a thing, you know. So, yeah, had, had a decent amount of uh, sparkling rosé yesterday too. Again, I was a bit fearful waking up this morning, maybe potentially hungover. I wasn't. I was just a little bit drowsy. That's the thing. I didn't get up and do my cardio this morning, so I was a bit. I was a little bit down on myself because of that. And uh, yeah, but I made a mental ramen last night. Unreal ramen. So good. And we watched a documentary last night. Um, it was Woodstock 99 on Binge. I saw the trailer for it like two or three weeks back. Um, it of course, it was a really good documentary. Any music fan, go and check it out. Of course, there's Woodstock 69, the you know the world famous for Woodstock. Everybody knows that. There was the 1994 one, which was sort of the grunge scene. There was like Nine Inch Nails and Green Day. I remember that. And a few people that had been on 1969 as well, I believe. Um, and then they did Woodstock 99, which was like sort of when new metal was going mental. There was like Limp Biscuit, Rage Against the Machine were there, Metallica. Uh, but you know, had Corn, there was Kid Rock, like all that classic footage from all those bands, The Offspring and stuff like that. And um, it was just sort of like, it was actually done by the same organizer that had done 69 and 94. And it was just like a play on the name Woodstock, but the, the festival just went like fucking bunter and out of control. You know what I mean? There was like three, three or four hundred thousand people there. There was like rain, it was like mud pits, the fucking, uh, what do you call it? The porta potties, they all like just cracked open and spewed shit and piss all over the fields. Like so disgusting, you know? And it was just like a real you know, there was like heaps of naked chicks in it, but this was like the time when like women were sort of like 
at that time, second class citizen, a lot of fucking frat boy mentality. So there was a lot of groping. There was like stories of rape and stuff like that. Things were just getting fucking busted up. They tried to blame the artist and things like that, but I, I don't know. I, reckon, I don't think it was the artist. It was just the artist there to get the fucking crowd G'd up, and that's exactly what they did. It was just all these people that just went fucking mental and they were on the piss and they were dehydrated because it was like full on sun. And um, yeah, it was crazy, you know, but very good documentary. Um, I love a good music doco. But that was pretty much it. I, I'll be honest, I stayed up, punished, punished a few more sparking rosés. I get the munchies when I'm when I'm drunk, and I, I punched some barbecue chips. I had a leftover bit of pizza, and I had a Freddo ice cream. That was me, like just a big fat animal. So yeah, that was my um that was my that was my weekend, guys. Thank you very much for asking. Monday, nice little day. So yeah, we're back. All right, dry July's over. Quick stock take a dry July. It was it was a good month actually. It took me a few days to get into it, and I was a little bit annoyed in some days and things like that. But I liked it. I got a lot more out of this one than I did the first time round. I I honestly was like at the end of it, I was like, oh, I'm craving alcohol. Like I need to have some alcohol, you know. Um, but I I I think it was because I didn't fully appreciate my, the feeling I was feeling leading up to it. I noticed my anxiety and sort of stuff like that had like my panic and agitation had really subsided. Touch wood, which is really good. Um, that was a big thing I was I wasn't hoping for, but it's a fucking plus when that does happen. Um, that was good. My coffee consumption, as I said, went up. I wasn't eating as much shit. Beck and I, she did really well, but hardly ate any sugar over the month. Had a, like a couple of bags of chips. That was about it. It was probably as naughty as I got. She made some homemade ice. Uh, ice cream homemade chocolate that was really nice but sort of made from good things like coconut oil and nuts just things like that bit of cacao or whatever so it was really nice had a little bit of dark chocolate but like the real rich stuff you know the, not you know when you get a block like a block of cadbury you want to eat the whole thing when you get dark chocolate you can have like a few inches of it and you're like i'm i'm done here and it's really good for my brain i watched a video on youtube it was about brain food and that was on there so i was like justifying that but um yeah look so i wasn't eating a lot of shit food I definitely like de-bloated, if that's the thing. I got thinner. I got leaner. I don't know if I lost any weight, but my, I got a little bit leaner. I, I had to get some good moisturizer again because my skin was like drying out. It was really, that was a bit thing. I don't know if that was like ex-alcohol, but it was just my skin was really dry. So that was just probably another thing, but I didn't notice that in the month. Um, I, my sleep was a little bit better. I, I don't think I went to bed much earlier, but I was definitely getting up a lot earlier. I felt pretty good. Generally, though, from like 5 p.m. to 6 p.m., that's like my 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 slump. Like, I, I don't really like that time of day. Like, I get quite tired. Um, so that was a bit of a bit of a shit thing. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I really, really enjoyed it. I didn't do heaps of working out. I did a lot of cardio over the month, but didn't do heaps of like strenuous workouts. So, and I didn't really miss that either. Like, I want to do it, but it wasn't like, a, oh, God, I feel terrible. I should be working out. See, when I'm drinking and stuff like that, I feel like, I feel like I've got to replace the drinking working out. But because I wasn't drinking, I wasn't eating shit food. I wasn't like, oh, I need to be working out every day. The cardio helped, did a lot of stretching, things like that, just movement and stuff. Try to get vitamin D day to day, things like that. But yeah, it was... um. It was a great month, I'll be honest. And then, as I said, the beers on the weekend, like I had a six-pack of Coopers. This is the third Coopers I've had since Saturdays. That, that's like, that's a rarity. Most times I'd finish like six over a day, you know? You're just chilling. Um, they, they just have a funny taste. Your taste buds change. I, I don't know what the time period is, but over a month they definitely change. Beer doesn't taste the same. It's almost like that when you first have it, like at 18, when you're like, oh, this is nice, but 
I don't see the big fascination. Fast forward, you keep practicing at it. Drinking, like to me, is like something that, like, it's like an event you're just practicing for, and the event like never really comes. Or if it does come, like it's a, it's your grand final. Like I'm practicing for my grand final. I'm drinking every day or every week for the big fucking send off. And when that happens in my life, you never finish. The grand final just keeps going. Man, it's mad Monday. You're back on the horse and it just keeps going, going, going. Um, so it's like an event that you're always practicing for that never never comes or never finishes. So it's interesting drinking. That's my relationship with drinking anyway. But I am getting older. I'm getting wiser. And I'm getting to that point in my life where I appreciate booze. It has its purpose. And it sometimes it's really fun. You know what I mean? But for the most part now, I've got too many things. I want to be there for Arabella. I, I want to get up in the morning. I want to do things. I'm really liking the morning. I'm, I'm liking a lot of other things. I will talk about some stuff because there's some activities lined up later that I want to share with you. But these are all things that I may be trying to do at the moment, you know, and getting sort of partially shit-faced, you know, most days or most weekends, that it renders you useless. I will say that, you know what I mean? So, but great month. Dry July is good. I should start, I should really do it every year. I, it is really good. But I know I said this before and I'm always making promises, but I really do want to try to not get back on the horse and just drink all the time. As I fucking say this with a, with a Cooper's Pale Ale in my hand, you know what I mean? Cooper's, if you still want to come through that sponsorship, I'm, I'm still keen if you guys are. But um, yeah, look, one one little birio while I'm doing the potty for you legends, that's, that's not a big deal, you know what I mean? 27 maybe on a Tuesday evening could be an issue. So anyway... That's it. That's it. Uh, we'll we will finish that. We'll toast dry July. Cheers. It's so good. Sometimes it's so hard to want to pause this show and just skull the beer. I know I've just said all that, but like now it's starting to taste really good. Um, so that was dry July. We're now in wet August. Sorry about that. The chairs just making noises. Um, what else has happened over the last week? Couple of couple of sad things. Um, two two um, musicians, both very iconic, passed away this week. Um, Dusty Hill, the legendary bassist from ZZ Top, seventy two, died. Um, I think in his sleep. Um, so yeah, that was pretty sad. You know, seventy two though. Like that's a, that's a, you know it's still young, but like a fairly good innings. He wasn't like a young man or anything like that. Um, my impressions and my my memories of like ZZ Top and things like that, they're just such an iconic band, you know. Um, I've known them for most of my life. I grew up with music obviously by my, via my dad. Um, but I do remember my friend Whitey, he always had like ZZ Top CDs and he used to have this box of CDs that he left in his like Ford Laser. Um, and we would just like crank like fucking LaGrange and like Tush and things like that. So that takes me back. That was sort of like um, maybe like 18, 19. We used to get like real rat shit. Those were the days, you know, when you'd get rat shit on a Saturday morning and it was like, who the fuck cares? Because everyone wanted to do it. Um, yeah, there were some good times listening to ZZ Top. But um, for me, like they're just iconic, you know, and they are like anyone that says they're not as iconic is just is mental. You know, the, the movement that um, Dusty Hill and Billy Gibbons had together was just absolutely crazy. The, the fact they were three piece too, I thought that was really cool. You know, they had this awesome sound for a three piece. Um, it was just a real tight, basic band, but just a real cool swagger. They had just such a cool thing. He, of course, did like quite a bit of singing as well. Um, wrote some of the classics. I think he wrote Tush. So that was like, and that's a, that's a huge song that they had. Um, ZZ Top Live in Texas. If you like ZZ Top and you haven't seen that DVD, I'd go and check that out. It's unreal if you're a fucking guitar fanatic. Billy Gibbons, his his uh, his collection is mental. But um, yeah, sad day for rock and roll. You know. Um, interesting i'd like to see if he if he had some some issues going on but apparently he died peacefully in his sleep so rest in peace dusty hill but apparently zizzy top they'll keep going that was one of his that was one of his wishes for the band to keep going i mean 
what else are they going to do? They've been doing it their whole life. They, they established the band in 1969. Isn't that fucking amazing? And it's like 2021 and he's just passed away. But people still listen to them as much as they did from fucking 1969. So unreal. So uh, yes, yes, rest in power. And the other one, this was a, this was a sad one. I, I, I genuinely was like, this year, I was shocked about this one. This is Joey Jordison from uh, Ex-Slipknot, uh, Murder Dolls. Um, he, of course, was like one of the founding members of Slipknot, but he died 46 years, died peacefully in his sleep. Um, sad, 46. That's, 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 a, that's a young innings, you know what I mean? That's not old bones. So um, I had seen like photos of him. I can't remember the last time he like recorded an album. I wasn't into a, some of the other solo projects that he did or some of the other bands like Scar the Martyr and stuff like that. Um, but he had like, looked like he put on a bit of weight and he was looking a bit like rougher and stuff like that. Not not saying that like if you if you fucking put on weight, you're looking rough, but he just looked sort of rough in the face. And I, I, I actually had my thoughts like, oh, maybe, maybe he is a little bit unwell. Like he doesn't look too good, you know what I mean? It looks like he could fucking use some sunlight and stuff like that. So I don't know if maybe he was a bit of an alcoholic and things like that, you know? Of course, like Paul Gray from Slipknot, he died of drugs. So there was drugs in and out of that band and alcohol abuse. So I'm sure he wasn't spared. So I was I was genuinely gutted because 46 years young is is, is mental. But um, yeah, my memories of like Joey Jordison and like in particular just Slipknot, like his work with Slipknot um, was just mental. You know, I just remember him just one. One, I genuinely thought he had like one of the coolest masks in that band. Um, he just looked like kind of he looked really scary sinister there's that that real blank sort of face and he had like that was the white you know so it kind of had that that michael myers sort of um you know halloween sort of thing going on but he had the black sort of paint over the eyes and the mouth and stuff so it was it sort of mixed like with the crow almost you know um but with a real badass sort of vibe so i thought he looked cool and he had that fucking dead straight sort of black hair and he used to put the pink and stuff in it and he looked fucking really cool um but man like the guy was just an epic epic lord on the drums like just probably one of the best drummers ever one of the one of the greatest heavy metal drummers of all time like i don't care what anyone says that's my opinion and he's definitely one of the greatest heavy metal drummers of all time um his work with slipknot is like undeniable um if you go and listen they had percussion sections as well you know what i mean he like he put songs there he arranged songs and stuff like that um but if you go and listen to like a lot of slipknot which i've listened to all their albums you know numerous times like the drumming is just so intricate, right? And if you've ever seen him play live, like he just, all four limbs, just like going absolutely fucking mental. It's like each one of his limbs is on steroids and they're just going mental. And then when you see him live, he just does all his head banging and stuff. There's heaps of movement. See, I've never seen someone just all four limbs going fucking like, and he's just doing the full on head banging. There's some awesome like behind the drum, you know, drum kit footage that you can get. Then of course he was like, had the mental stages where they went upside down, spun around, did all that sort of stuff. But he was just really cool. Um, disaster piece off our and like Heretic Anthem and Eyeless off like the first Slipknot album and stuff like that. They're all like just mega songs and the drumming is just intense on those songs. Uh, that album, Iowa for me, like when that song, I heard Left Behind, I remember the video clip, it was just real sinister back in the day. I was like a young whipper then. And I just, when I initially saw Slipknot, I was like, these guys are like scary and that's why I'm interested in them. And I wasn't like, there were certain songs I couldn't get into initially, but it was like, cause I was always a bit of a metal kid, you know, I grew up through like new metal and stuff like that, but I was always seeking out heavy, you know, so they came off my radar. I was like, when I was really into like Limp Bizkit and Kid Rock and those sort of bands, you know, it was like, these are cool. I like them, but I am seeking out heavier material now. And that's when like Slipknot and those sort of bands came on. And the fact that there were eight of them, they used to just beat the crap at each other on stage, but they'd have like really fucking mental songs, you know, and like, Oh, God, he was just like, 
it was just crazy, you know. So Slipknot were just amazing. I still love them. I listened to Iowa the day that he died. It was like, fuck, Jesus Christ, you know. So that was mental. And then, of course, his work with Murder Dolls. I fucking love Murder Dolls. A lot of people probably don't know Murder Dolls, but that was like a side project that he had with uh, Wednesday 13. Um, And they were basically kind of like almost like a horror punk rock and roll band they weren't they were metalish in a way but um just i love wednesday's voice i love the guitar work the drumming was just a lot more basic um joey of course played guitar in that band and he wrote the music and uh, wrote music and songs with wednesday and you could tell that they had like a real good connection i remember being like in my dad's house when he used to live in graceville down in brizzy and on the wall, I had this fucking cool-ass Murder Dolls poster where they were, like, all on, like, a gridiron field. And they, they clearly weren't sports people, you know. They were, like, goths and stuff like that. Um, that Man, it was so cool, you know. Like, songs off that first album, just, like, Slip My Wrist, Grave Robbing USA, 197666. Like, they all had, like, awesome, funny, horrific horror-themed lyrics, you know. I remember I saw Murder Dolls live at Soundwave. And I was just, that was really cool, you know, for me, it was like a real rock star moment, you know, because I'd seen Joey and it was like, I loved Wednesday 13 and that was really cool. So I was really, um, you know, in hindsight now, I'm really grateful that I got to experience that. I only ever caught a little snippet of um, Slipknot live at a Soundwave festival just at the end of their set. But yeah, one band that I still want to see, like from start to finish their own proper concert, gutted I, I won't get to see Joey again and see him with Slipknot, you know, because he's like, man, he is like a defining sound of Slipknot, you know, so that's, that's very hard to replace, so, um, yeah, very sad, very sad day for the fucking heavy metal community, you know, he's very loved, all the um, outpours of tribute were really cool to see too, I love that, I'm such a fanboy, and I fully love it when other musicians rally behind other things, you know, and you just see, like, who was friends, and you hear all these cool stories, you know, so, uh, yeah, West, uh, West, rest in power, Joe Jordison, wow, yeah, going to be severely missed so um that that would that's sad that is a sad thing but anyway um that's part of life so apparently died in his sleep so we'll see if he had some issues and things like that but uh yeah very sad very sad but anyway the show rose can't even speak gonna have a little little drink here just to fucking you know limber up try not to pause the show tonight just fucking unedited straight through um i wanted to just a little funny bit i saw the other day uh celeste barber I like Celeste Barber. I think she's pretty funny. Um, but she put a thing about getting uh, vaccinated up the other day and this anti-vaxxer. I don't know if she's just an anti-vaxxer, but she's obviously got some strong opinions on things. And she called, um, I think she called Celeste Barber a fat slob. Um, and then that was on TikTok. And then Celeste Barber's go back TikTok was funny. She called her Celeste. That was right. She called her Celeste. You fat slobs like Celeste. And um, it was really funny. Uh, like uh, Celeste rebuttal was... It's Celeste, you fucking idiot. And I was like, that's just classic. That was the greatest single fucking rebuttal I've heard ever, you know. So that was really funny. But uh, yeah, the the one thing I thought was really funny, you know what I mean? It was like almost like the, you know, this chick came out because Celeste was like highlighting that, hey, I got vaccinated, look at me sort of thing, go and do the right thing or her version of the right thing. And then this anti-vaxxer woman who I don't really know her that well, but that sort of what she was painted as was basically like an anti-vaxxer. So you got the pro-vax and the anti-vax. That almost what was like that was like what the whole situation was, but because she called her a fat slob, all I saw about it was like this fat shaming, fat shaming, fat shaming. I, I, I might seem uh, seem like crude here, but like 
fat shaming and things like that. Like, I just think it's the biggest, like, blow-up thing. Like, nowadays we live in such a, like, a very protected, like, society where, like, you can literally put any type of person and then shame next to it. And if someone's fat, you can't call them fat, you know what I mean? Because you're shaming them. But you never really hear the same thing for skinny people, you know what I mean? I often call Beck skinny because she's quite thin. And I'm like, is that rude? Like, I'll, I'll sometimes sit back and go... If I've called her like, you know, skinny so-and-so, is that like a rude thing? Like, I don't even know if it is because I never hear things about skinny shaming, but you always hear things about fat shaming. Like, I can't turn around and go, look, I'll refer to myself as fat, you know what I mean? I'm not fat, but I might have a chubby gut sort of thing going on. But if, if there's a clear fat person and you call them fat, that's fat shaming. You can't say that. I don't know. I don't know why I wanted to fucking bring attention to that, but I just think that things like that are just a little bit fucking mental, frankly. So... Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just mental. But anyway, it was it was about fucking COVID, um, but they turned it on to fat shaming. So it was interesting to hear things that weren't COVID for, for a while. But on that note, I did want to talk about, I do want to talk about COVID-19 because there's lockdowns right now. This is the Queensland lockdown. So we, we've been in lockdown since uh, 4 p.m. Saturday. This won't be a all bad, guys. I will talk about COVID because I'll, frankly, I'll, there's a, I've got a few things, a few opinions, and I'm going to share them with you. And because I love an opinion, you know, and after it, I, I don't want to talk about COVID anymore. I really don't like it's gone on way too long. I just shared a thing before I got on my podcast. Uh, I saw Chris Walker, ex-footballer. He just did a like a 70 day walk from Cairns to the Gold Coast to raise money for charity. Um, and he did a little piece. He was on a podcast recently, did a little piece basically that was like, I was watching the news every day. I'm in like day 27, day 30, whatever it was. And he just sort of got sick of it because he was like every time he'd sort of G himself up in the morning to go for like a 30K walk that he had to do for that day, it was like someone would put the news on and it would just be fucking doom and gloom. And I feel like that is it. And and now with this COVID crap, whenever you seek it out, like, oh, I've just got to check the numbers, got to see what's going on for work. It's sort of, I dabble in a bit of that sort of information because I have to know a couple of things. And it's like, fuck it's just all bad, isn't it? All doom and gloom, and it really depresses me. So because of that, I don't want to talk about COVID-19 on my show anymore. I just think I will talk about it tonight because I've got some things that I've just seen people just absolutely losing it over the past few days. Um, So it's crazy, but uh, I don't want to talk about it moving forward because it's a real fucking negative thing. And uh, not that I don't like to bring up negative things because, you know, positive and negative, that's a a thing that just happens in the world, you know. But... uh, yeah, fuck it, it's my show, and I don't need to explain it, but I don't want to talk about it anymore after this next section. Um, but of course, Queensland is in lockdown, so we've been in lockdown since 4 p.m. Saturday. They It was meant to be 4 p.m. tomorrow, but now they've extended it to Sunday, 4 p.m., so we're, we're here for a week, you know what I mean? Um, I work from home anyway, so I'm not affected financially. Beck is affected financially, which means our household's affected financially, so that sucks, so sort of feeling the pinch in that way. She's got like three or four days of work this week. They're all canned because she works at... Um, a shopping center and at a school and i'm not sure about the school but um yeah the shopping center work is definitely in the bin for this week so that's sort of shit you know um so that that's a thing look we're not destitute by any means but it's little things like that you're like if that goes on and on and on we're gonna start feeling the pinch you know i mean we're, we're at the point where we're trying to climb out of a one income household um but we're sort of being pulled back to that right now so that sucks you know but um that's probably my first world problem to deal with um but i I just wanted to bring up because like overnight i feel like there's just been so much opinion 
back and forth you know what i mean i'm really starting to see people come out of the woodwork here you know people just really like either against it don't believe in this thing that's happening and they're like anti-lockdown anti-mask anti-everything and that's okay i do genuinely believe that's okay if that's if that's what it is and then you get the other people that are are like they're pro everything they're like people need a lockdown they need to fucking do this lockdown so we get back to normal and they need to get the vaccine like that's the that's the saving grace like go and get the vaccine go and line up get the astro get the fucking pfizer i had people tell me over the weekend you should go and get the vaccine and it's like why you know what i mean i mentioned on last week's show it's like I, i don't want to rush out and get it that's just my my thing and i'm kind of one of those people that like I used to probably do it when I was a lot younger and way more naive, but I just feel like you shouldn't, you know, I shouldn't tell you to do something. You know what I mean? Uh, you, you should do that. You should do that. People, people, why do they say that? It's a very throwaway statement. You know what I mean? I've had the vaccine. You should do it now too. You know what I mean? I had a beer. You should do it now too. I just got a blowjob. You should do it now too. Those two last things were pretty awesome. So maybe I would take that advice. But yeah, just sort of crazy, you know. So I'm seeing people just absolutely blow up about lockdowns and stuff like that. I just read a post before I came on the show again. I was looking at some stuff because I was talking to a friend. He had a bit of a bit of a debacle today. I won't mention it because uh, he didn't want me to mention it. But he had a bit of a bit of an issue, a bit of a debacle today. And I was like, mate, that's fucking unfair, you know. Um, and another mate of mine posted on his in, uh, his Facebook today, and I felt compelled to to comment on it. Um, and he basically was saying that, look, I've posted on a community page. Someone was basically like saying. Someone, you know, this person was insinuating that someone isn't essential. He went on and said, well, maybe they are essential. Maybe they need money, and that's why they work. He reckons he got deleted off the page, got kicked out of the group. It was like he was just made a prior. Um, The term essential worker, I'll be honest, has really fucking me off already. Like, I've heard it a lot, and I never really got behind it, but I think the term essential worker is a real fucking dead-ass thing a statement i don't like it and i'm sure there's a lot of people that don't like it but it's a real fucking wanker thing to just like say to someone hey like you're not essential and you are essential it's ridiculous you know i think that i think the definition is anyone that can do their job from home is like essential or something like that so i don't know basically you can't go and work outside but of course there's people doing that all the time so um but yeah, it's just it's just mental. And then the the kicker, I saw this other thing that it was like on the, it was actually on the news. I mentioned last week about uh, not talking to people that you know and things like that. And this other one, coronavirus update: parents need to keep distance from their children. Their children. I don't know if that was taken out of context, but it's like, mate, I've got a two and a half year old at home. You can't keep distance from them. You know what I mean? you just can't. They might hurt themselves. They might fall down the stairs. They might do something crazy. You've got to watch them, you know what I mean? You can't distance yourself. That's fucking mental behavior, you know? That sort of stuff, when I see that, I'm like, I look at it and go, that's a massive piss take, ha, ha, ha. But then I sort of go, shit, it's a little bit scary, eh, if they're actually genuinely serious about that. Um, The lockdowns, I, I said earlier in the show that Sunshine Coast wasn't really affected. I couldn't really see why we were going into a lockdown. I guess they're just doing it to lump us all in with Brisbane and stuff like that. But I don't think there was. I didn't think there was any cases up here. If they were, they were very well concealed, and I didn't hear about them. But um, we're we're thrown into that boat, so we we got a lockdown too. We got to wear the masks, which whatever you know what i mean um look i will say i don't really care too much about the lockdown personally it doesn't really affect me work-wise it doesn't physically affect me um there's a lot of good things you can do with with the lockdown so like take some positivity away from it Uh, i genuinely feel bad though for people that are financially um 
you know, struck. I was having this conversation with a friend the other day and we were talking about this, you know, you presented like different situations. Um, if your job's taken away, you know, it can be, it is really stressful, you know, and a lot of people hate their jobs anyway. So it's not, sometimes it can be a blessing in disguise, right? But what I'm trying to get at here is when you're used to like getting a certain level of income that gives you this certain lifestyle that might mean paying the rent or the mortgage getting the food putting your kids through school getting them new clothes getting yourself new clothes buying some fucking cooper's parallel going to the gym paying for that paying for your netflix your ko your binge all this crap you know what i mean the fucking internet the phone all the shit the fuel in the car that's all well and good right you're used to that lifestyle when it's taken away from you overnight and you don't have cash buffers in place and you're not getting government assistance but you watch people revolt at that point you know what i mean most people will get savvy and they'll they'll have to go and get another job. Where I think it's like equally hard is that most people like are told, you know, well, in circles that I roll in anyway, and some of the things that I look up, maybe this isn't like a common thing in society, but you're always told to like, you know, seek out your values, find the passion, find the thing you want to want to do most with your life and go after that at all costs, you know. Um so if someone is in that position, they've done all that legwork, they've got there, they made the sacrifices to get where they go to, uh, that might be like a personal trainer, whatever it is, you know, like running their own cafe by the beach or, you know, my ex-neighbors have a fucking ice cream store, you know, they just open it and they've already gone into like two lockdowns and one of them's had to, you know, self-isolate at home and all this sort of stuff. You put all your eggs in that basket, that's what you want to do and then that's taken away from you too. So it's like you've chased your passion, now it's taken away from you and your finances is taken away from you. Like it gets really hard. And I know these are all like quite first world problems, you know what I mean? But they're like, they're our problems. That's what we've got to deal with. I know people like to say these things like, oh, well, what about this and what about that? I, I agree. There's You can get grateful and you can you can be grateful and you can take away all that. But the situation is your situation, right? If you're going to be shitty about something or grateful about something, that's your mindset, right? I know we can all take it away and we can all build upon it and stuff like that. But yeah, it's just some people just want to go to work, get paid and do that, drink some fucking beers on the weekend, you know what I mean? And if that's their prerogative, then that's there's nothing wrong with that. But um, of course, too, as I said, I think some people probably hate their job, they lose it, could be a blessing in disguise and they can, you know, take takes fucking something away from that too. So that's kind of cool too. But um, we, we will see with the lockdowns um, what happens. I I don't know if they're the be all and end all. People think uh, I'm just creating opinion here too. I'm not like for or against many things. I like opinion. I, I respect my own opinion as well as I respect the opposite opinion that someone wants to deliver too. But um, the lockdowns, you know, we've done lockdowns in Australia before. I think New South Wales is on like two months now. Victoria's done a total of six months over five different times. WA's done a handful. I think South Australia just done one. Queensland's doing their second one. This is arguably their, their most strictest one after that. When everyone did that first initial month together as a nation, um, do the lockdowns work? Maybe they slow things down. Definitely. Um, they slow a lot of things down. They slow small business down. They, they probably don't slow down mental health issues and things like that. That's for sure. They speed up. Um, so there's a lot of things that come out of it. Do they stop cases? Yeah, I'm sure they stop cases. You know what I mean? Cause you can't, you're not meant to mingle. That's what they're doing. You sort of, you know, but it, it comes back. That's what I'm trying to get at. If Victoria is anything to go by five separate lockdowns over, over a full six-month period, the lockdowns, they've worked and then they've come undone. They've worked and they've come undone. So I don't really know what the end goal is with the lockdown. So I'm not going to talk too much about that. Um, vaccinations. I know a lot more people now that are coming out of the work getting their vaccinations. And I know other people are saying, look, I'm not like me. They're kind of like, look, I'm not rushing out to get it. I'm not saying I'm not going to get a vaccination. I'm just saying I'm not going to rush out to get it. The The fact that people should should 
force that on other people is ridiculous as i said i shouldn't you know it's it's as trivial as like me holding someone down and pouring jack daniels down their throat you know what i mean if they don't want to drink i'm not gonna fucking get them drunk you know it's just i don't know that's the only analogy i can come up with for that but yeah you shouldn't you shouldn't should people you, you shouldn't you know you could get the vaccine not you should get the vaccine so it's just one of those things again all my opinion, and if you get the vaccine, I'm very happy for you. That's that's the thing you want to do. My mum's got it. My uncle's got it. My auntie's getting it. Stu's got it. Another guy, Damo, I know got it. Like there's a there's a lot of people I know getting it, and that's fine. That's cool. That is what it is. You know, um, we live in a we live in society, right? We live in democracy. We we should have that. If someone wants to do something that's not affecting someone else so be it you know what i mean although that is the argument you know and if you don't get the vaccine you are harming someone else and that's what that's the way they they sort of portray it if you don't wear your mask you could fucking kill your grandmother or someone else's grandmother so this is the way they do it they sort of the government and the media try to box you in um i will say again stop watching the news because it's definitely bad for your health i I put it on this morning and i was just like oh you know i don't know why i put it on but i just was like oh god turn it off i I didn't even watch it i just overheard things as beck and arabella were leaving the house and i was like yeah no i'm gonna turn it off i put on a fucking podcast shout out the guys corrective culture go and listen to that jordan potts uh that was a good podcast uh shout out that so i listened to that and i just did like 10 minutes stretching in the garage with a little bit of sun coming down a little bit of vitamin d way better way to spend my fucking morning than sitting inside a shadowy room listening to carl stefanovic and the, and the girl that sits next to him. i don't know her name apologies um yeah so i don't know but uh look anyone in their right mind wouldn't be distancing from their own children that's ridiculous um who knows what the end is is it the vaccine i don't know there's all these different things going on uh, i will say that i hope people that are financially struggling i hope they get through it i hope they get through it quickly i hope their mental health is not affected i know everybody's in some way shape or form has probably been affected whether they show it or not so i really hope that people are taking care of their mental health and things like that um the term essential worker it's a dickhead statement. I don't like it. I literally jumped on a community page before because I wanted to see what was going on just to honestly to have to, to rehash it for the show because I think it's interesting. But like one lady commented, her comment was this, me and my husband went out to get the COVID vaccine as we were driving down this street in like Sumner Park, this like centenary suburbs of Brisbane. All these shops were open. What are they doing open? I don't know what they're doing open. My first thought was trying to get money, trying to survive, trying to eat you know what I mean? Trying to pay their fucking bills. You know what I mean? Our daycare sent us a message today saying, hey, listen, if you're an essential worker, please keep your kid at home with you. By the way, you still have to pay. Eh, probably gone about it the wrong way. I know they got bills and shit to pay, so I can't believe it. But, you know, I can't, I can't, sorry, hold it against them. But I've got bills to pay too. You know what I mean? I can't pay those bills if I've got to look after a two-year-old because I can't work. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things. It's a bit. It's a bit crazy. What they could have done is said, "Hey, listen, keep your kid at home if you're a essential worker. We won't charge you. That would have been nice. That would that would be very nice." But they're not doing that. So yeah, I'm sure as shit, Arabella will be going to daycare on Wednesday. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, crazy times, ladies and gentlemen, crazy times. But the term essential worker for me, it means it, um, if you're essential. You're essential because you need to put food on your table and you need to put a roof over your kids' heads and your your partner's heads. You're essential, man. Like, go out and do your thing. Um, yeah, that's all I'll say about that. These people getting high and mighty. People that haven't been affected financially shouldn't tell someone that they're not essential. You know what I mean? If you haven't been affected financially in, in this, and this is world over, you, you really shouldn't fucking throw stones at glass houses and say, 
hey, listen, man, you shouldn't be working, you should be doing the right thing. But by the way, I haven't been affected and I've been able to buy these really expensive houses because the housing market is going through the roof and uh, used cars are like very, very low because I bought a nice new used car and all this sort of stuff. Like, it's like, man, pull your fucking head out of your ass. You know, it's just like when, when people are struggling, don't sit up there in your ivory tower pointing fingers. So, um, yeah, I just got my strong opinions on that. People need to be nicer to each other. People need to forgive. It's like, it's the same as, you know, if you see someone not wearing a mask, right? And you're wearing a mask. Um, I've had a couple times where I haven't had a mask on properly and I got some nasty looks. I had someone literally tell me to pull my mask, like at a shop, they were like, can you pull your mask up over your nose? And a coffee in each hand. I've got my glasses on, fogs up. And I'm like, yeah, sure, lady, you hold the coffees and I'll go do that. You know, of course, they don't want to fucking touch you because COVID jumps from finger to finger too. But it's interesting, you know, and, but again, you never know what that person not wearing a mask might not be wearing it for, you know, so we, we can't, we've got to be a little bit nice, we can't judge books by their covers, you know, and uh, again, people were like really giving off about people that protest and stuff, now look, again, like any community, there's going to be good eggs and there's going to be bad eggs, right, there's going to be people that are just causing some shit, there's probably people that are genuinely like suffering and struggling financially and they're there kind of going, hey, listen, man, look, I'm trying to stay a fucking above float here. You know, this this business that I saved for like the better half of five years for and worked really hard and did all this legwork and I got my cafe or my small bar off the ground or my gym and now it's like being threatened by this, you know, things that are totally out of my control and I can't even open it because I'm, I'm deemed not essential. Um yeah, they might be at the protest and people just, again, sitting up in the rubber towers like, do the right thing, the lockdown, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I don't know. Look, my, my opinion on this before we ruffle a few feathers, you know, and I don't know if I'm right. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm wrong, but um, that's just my opinion. That's the way I feel about it. Again, I'm, I'm open to all these different opinions, but I think the thing is that there is pros and cons on both sides, right? Um, there is no right or wrong answer, you know? If you're if you're listening to mainstream media to get all your news and thinking it's gospel, then you, you probably have your head well 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 lodged up your asshole um again if you're probably on the whole anti-vax anti-conspiracy or you know conspiracy train and getting all your information from that side too there's definitely elements that are, are wrong there too so um again i can look at anything and find pros and cons in it that's kind of the yeah i don't know you've got to be pretty self-aware to do that not blunt smoke up my ass but you kind of do right so yeah anyway Let's finish this. This finishes show up, right? Um, I was gonna say some good news stories, but I'm frankly I'm running out of time. But there was one thing I did see here. Uh, I thought this was cool. Coral coverage in Australia's Great Barrier Reef increased by as much as 39% in 2021. The reef was dying. Now it's coming back. So that's good. That's that's one good thing. People staying out of the water and stuff like that. I suppose that nature can heal. So that's kind of cool. Um, that's one good takeaway. I can take away anyway. Um, We'll do it next week. I think we'll, we should have some guests on next week, but I will do a bit more of a good news story. Um, as I mentioned, don't want to talk about COVID anymore. It's a fucking dead-end argument, frankly, because people are either for or against it, and you're not going to change people's, right? And I'm, I'll am i be honest, like, I have way, way other, more other shit to do than try to, like, turn someone to believe my opinion. Not just on COVID, just on everything, you know what I mean? I don't really care, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's just how I feel. I wanted to finish the show tonight. Of course, I'm going to finish the show tonight. I don't want to fucking talk all night. But lockdown activities. A lot of people get scared, I think, locked in the house, you know. Um, this is, look, people that suffer from domestic violence, like real bad depression and stuff aside. Like, um, I can't speak for those. I'm only talking about people like maybe in my headspace right now. You know, I've got so much time, like so much shit that I want to achieve. I'm working still, so I'm not really affected, right? But like Beck, for example, like she's not working. She's got to look after Arabella. So there's a lot of stuff. So she, we've been painting with Arabella. So if you're a parent, get the fucking paints out. That is fun. 
as shit. What I'm doing is like I'm collecting all her paintings too, and I want to put them on a big canvas. Like, look, you collect all this stuff and then you eventually throw it away, but um, I want to collect it and sort of put it there, you know, like a like a modern day Picasso. Things that I'm I'm sort of I'm want to do and things that you can do as well. But there's heaps of lockdown activities. If you're affected financially, I mean, the, one of the first things that you can go and do is like go and find another way to make money, right? You might be able to you know, not go and work at like a physical location but man you can jump online see how people are making money online you've got some cool old band t-shirts in the cupboard maybe you don't use them anymore don't wear them anymore you can go and flip them i've got some fucking guns and roses t-shirts in, in the closet i looked them up the other day people buying these for like 300 dollars. i'm like fuck do i want to sell these i don't because i'm attached to them but it's just like those things right so you, you probably you know your money's taken away that's really that's really shit but maybe try and find other ways you make money you know what i mean um instead of fucking sitting on the phone waiting for Centrelink for days and days and days of course do that too but try and find another way to get savvy and make some fucking money right um you can meditate that's something that i've been really trying to do is meditation right and we all think we've got no time mate if you're not working you got some time right meditate it takes like five ten minutes just to try and get in the headspace i've been trying to do it daily uh read a book this is something that i've i really struggle with i like reading i think i'm a, a pretty good reading i can read fast but it's it's the art of like sticking to it so i've got a, like a matthew mcconaughey book i'm halfway through i've got to finish it so that's like my goal this month to finish that fucking book right I could even do it over this lockdown period if I just replaced Netflix every night while reading this book. I could probably have it fucking done by Friday night, frankly, easily. Um, learn a new skill. Find a new skill. I play guitar. I want to become better at guitar. My man Stu, Disco Stu, shout out. He's got a guitar. He's restrung it. He wants to learn how to strum a few chords, right? Easy. He can do that this week. He's just got to fucking find the time to sit there and do it. Um, that's a good one. Learn a skill. Learn it. I don't know speak a different language paint a picture do something do some drawing fuck play some board games who knows like learn something new that would be fun uh exercise everyone can exercise that's something that's definitely essential i don't give a fuck what planet you're from exercise is important it helps with mental health helps with your physical health man when i don't exercise my body feels sore right my mind feels sore so i gotta exercise but go for a run lift some weights do whatever it is do that start a podcast i started a podcast on on a dry july arguably when i have more time if you something that you'd be interested in Mate, you don't need that much equipment. All this shit is like free that I use pretty much. I only started paying for my fucking Wushka, my, my subscription service like very recently. But man, you just record on your, on your fucking phone. You know what I mean? You don't even need a mic if you can't get to the shops. It's just all that sort of stuff. That's a good one. Make love to your partner. I don't know. The kids, you might not have kids. You know what I mean? You want to get in touch with each other. Get a bit more romantic. Cook some new dinners. Try some new red wine. I don't know. Do some, make love. Try some different positions. Get a fucking book and Karma Sutra and do some weird stuff. I got some freaky dice up there in the cupboard. I got some fucking sex cards. Might get them out this week. I don't know. Who knows? Just do some dumb shit, some fun shit. I really wanted to play beer pong lately. Um, I had this craving to play beer pong, you know? So maybe get a fucking beer pong thing happening. Do do something, you know what I mean? Just do anything that you've wanted to do for a while. Just, just go and do it. Go and seek it out. It, you might not master it in a week. In fact, I guarantee you might not master it in a week. But you know what? You'll probably get a kick out of it by doing it and doing something new. You'll surprise yourself. So anyway, that's me. That's my tips for the evening. Episode 103. That was a nice podcast. I like that. Bit of a long one. Nearly an hour tonight. Um, thank you for joining me again. If you're not subscribed to the show by this point, then please go and subscribe to it. That means the world to me. And go and pay it forward. If anything resonated with you in this show tonight, go and share it on your socials. Put someone else onto this. I don't know. I shared a podcast today. Might get them a few more listens. You know what I mean? I don't have millions of fucking listeners, but I, I felt compelled to share it. So if there's something in this show that you feel is really good, resonates with you, go and share it. It probably will do the same for someone else. Um, 
but yeah, look, take care of yourselves in lockdowns. Watch your mental health. That's very important. Um, again, hope you're not suffering too hard. Go and seek out some positivity, some optimism. Go and do some shit. Get some vitamin D. Drink a lot of water. Drink some beers if you want to do. Just make sure you drink some water. Get some good sleep. I'm pretty bad at that myself. But just go and do some good things. Treat yourself. Love yourself. You're worth it. Anyway, I'm the king of the couch. You've been a great fucking audience. I love you all. Going through There's always something